It's the True Grimaldi Podcast! Everybody, welcome to the Drew Grimaldi podcast. Um, as always, there's a lot to talk about. Lots of crazy shit happening in the world. So, we've had some more attacks over in Israel and, and all of that. So, I wanted to show everybody who, you know, if anything happens to Joe Biden, who would be number two? And, you know, of course, it's Kamala, you know, Kamala Harris here. But I think this one is probably very telling about how a lot of people feel about it right now. Democratic donors. Mm-hmm. And they have told us that should something befall President Biden, and he is not able to run, that there would be a free-for-all for... Who would run as president? You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up, but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that? Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. But you do know. I mean, that is a concern and, and a legitimate concern i would say i hear from a lot of different people a lot of different things but let me just tell you i'm focused on the job i truly am our democracy is on the line bill and i frankly in my head do not have time for parlor games when we have a president who is running for re-election that's it how weird is she? She's so bizarre. She is so goofy. Just weird. You know, and it's like Joe Biden's probably the most hated president I can think of in my lifetime. Even more so than Obama, you know. But, like, we hated Obama because Obama hated America, you know. But, like, we, and, and like, when you think that Joe Biden's approval like numbers couldn't get any worse. Hers are even fucking worse. She's actually worse than he is. So, I mean, it's just insane, you know? So I wanted to take a trip down memory lane. The last time we were in some, you know, started wars. This is with uh, George W. Uh, I think this is really funny. But he's sitting here. Yeah, check this out. I missed this guy. Oh, hang on. I just forgot to put out this. Hold up. Technical difficulties. Here you go, folks. Call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> I mean, don't you miss that guy? I mean, especially in this. I mean, yes, people said, oh, my God, he has no idea what he's talking about. He's a dumbass. He's a buffoon. Like, when he talked about the axis of evil, you know, I think that's 
you know, he doesn't sound so stupid anymore, does he? <laughs> you know, like, he's actually made a ton of sense with everything that he said about that. But um, continuing on, so we did our trip down memory lane. So uh, this one here is uh, an Israeli uh, soldier talking about what they did um, in Palestine. And it's very messed up, but it's very like, you know, like I was thinking, you know, in terms of if you wanted to get like actual information, you might as well hear it from those people themselves, right? So, and I, uh, one second, here we go. We found 20 victims, all dead. But when we got to this house, I saw something I never faced before. It was a woman lying here. A woman lying here, it was still burning, so she could be recognized. She was shot in the back, and she was protecting a baby. A baby, small baby, I don't know exactly, one or two years, and the baby was decapitated. I carried the baby in my own hands, okay? So, I, I play this because there are people over in Palestine that said, oh, the babies were never decapitated, that's not true. And then they go over and they say, oh, the, you know, Hamas didn't bomb their own hospital, like, you know, the Israelis. Okay, first of all, they put their shit, like their weapons, and their, you know, stockpiles of shit, they put it like underneath a hospital because they go, oh, Americans have morals and they won't shoot at it, right? Or Like the old school thought. But the same thing with, you know, with the Israelis. But we have to stop giving this like, like, like moral compass to the world where we are just like, hey, here's money, you know, for human rights. And it's like, we need to be to lead peace by strength. We need nobody fucks with the big guy at the playground. And and when you do that, all you got to do is say, hey, you know what? We're gonna back, you know, Israel in this war, and then people back off because they respect you. That's why there was no almost peace over there with the Abraham Accords. Now, everything's been destroyed. It's all up in flames. And uh, these people that are in the White House are fucking out of their minds. Now, people are trying to, like, rewrite history and be like, oh, yeah, there was uh, absolutely no vaccine mandate. I think I played some of those on, on, on this show before. But they're like, oh, yeah, the vaccine mandates, you know, there was nothing to, you know, show that, you know, we said that, these businesses had to issue a vaccine mandate. It's like you fucking fired half of your like nursing staff during a pandemic because they didn't want to get this bullshit jab. So now all of a sudden there's all this shit coming forward about the vaccines and how shitty it is for you and how bad it is. And I'm just so glad that people are starting to wake up to it because it, it, it's all a money grab. You know, during COVID, there were 
nine new billionaires created. I mean, think about that. Everybody is just like these companies were getting paid for something that they did not even have yet or that they said they didn't have yet. Though there's proof that there was coronavirus vaccines way before this, which is a little weird, but which is, you know, we won't even dive down that rabbit hole today. But I wanted to show you this one because I think this one's very, very telling um, of what's going on right now. If you got the vaccine, you might not want to listen, but for everybody else, trials. The original, the original ones that Aaron Siri quoted, Pfizer was the lead. We've now learned from the time of the data cutoff in mid-November of 2020 to the time of the FDA meeting December 10th, 2020, there were 38 additional deaths that occurred. These were people on the vaccine, 38 additional deaths. Pfizer did not update the core slides at the FDA committee meeting, nor did they provide an appendix to the briefing booklet. No one on the panel asked Pfizer if there were additional deaths. Now, I've served on FDA panels. I've served as an advisor to companies. I've served as the main presenter. In each and every instance, I've always asked the sponsor, has anything else happened since the time you closed the data set? That is a standard question. So the entire FDA approval process failed. Turns out there was more deaths with Pfizer. And if it would be properly analyzed, the conclusion was there's a three to fourfold excess cardiovascular risk with Pfizer compared to placebo. If that meeting would have been conducted correctly and if Pfizer would have been fully responsive to presenting the data and fully, uh, uh, you know, fully and honestly and fairly presenting everything that happened, that product should never have been approved. Pfizer should have never been approved. I mean, it's insane. And remember, everybody had to get it because everybody... It was like the one vaccine where they're like, you know, all of these people on MSNBC really started going culty, you know, but they started showing each other their jabs, stuff like that. You know, oh, look at some of them even got fucking like tattoos. Like how crazy and weird are these people, right? That's why they say liberalism is a mental disorder. And I truly believe that. But it's starting to come down to the fact that, you know, there were a ton of vaccine deaths, and and uh, it just blows my mind. You know, it just blows my mind. Um, but uh, I thought this one was interesting. So this is the Democrat Illinois governor, right? Going back over all of the, you know, the issues. So what they did is we ended up... Uh, getting tons of illegals because Joe Biden invited them during one of the debates. He gets elected, everybody starts rushing, and he just decides not to do anything about the border. So we have truly an invasion going on there. So the border states are sitting there and they're like, well, we're not just going to make it our problem. Let's make it everybody's problem. So they ship out these governors, or they ship out all of these immigrants to all these different states, and all these Democrat governors are getting pissed because their constituents are getting pissed. Well, this one here is the Illinois uh, governor. And uh, he's trying to tell people to uh, go check it out 
warmer place should, should, should be told that it's going to get cold in chicago and new york very soon and there are lots of other places in the country that they may want to consider going and the white house and the federal government should be facilitating that so the federal government that facilitated them getting shipped into the fucking country to begin with are now supposed to help them ship these people back to warmer climates because it's cold outside. That's not a very good climate. You can die out there. Hmm. Okay. I heard one the other day. A Democrat proposed letting these illegal immigrants join the military. I said, what the fuck for? Is it going to be Operation Human Shield? I mean, is that what we're doing now? I mean, holy fuck. These people... They, they get one problem, they exacerbate the problem, it gets worse, it gets worse, it gets worse. And it's like watching the house burn down, and then somebody tries to run out and tries to, like, put it out with gasoline, and it gets even fucking worse. That's the Democrat Party, in a nutshell. They are a fucking flaming house that is just burning down, and they don't know where to turn to, because there's no good statistics. You know, at least Barry O, Obamer, I mean, he listened to some right people and he knew how to package things up around um, election time. You know, like the way he made Hillary Clinton take the hit for Benghazi and then none of the commentators wouldn't even let Mitt Romney talk about it. Even though Barack, Barack Obama, I, I guess, was a micromanager in the White House from what I read, and he... Um, Never let anybody do much. He was always very involved, especially with the foreign policy stuff, with this, you know, with the State Department, with Hillary Clinton. So that was always the thing. Does she or does she not take the, you know, the hit on Benghazi? Does she not have, you know, the qualifications because of this job, or was she not really in control of the job because that's why Benghazi happened? And that's this fucking bullshit argument. But basically, what happened is in 2012, Hillary Clinton took the hit for Benghazi, so Obama didn't have to take it sitting in the White House as he's running again. She was promised the election. She was promised the 2016 election to be the nominee. That's why when you saw that, you know, there was a lot of Bernie Sanders, there's this, there's that, you know, people really kind of liked Bernie Sanders. And I think that guy's at least very pure to his stance. I can't stand him. I think he's terrible for this country. Anybody that says, oh, yeah, we're a socialist. So I wanted to touch on this. I had a teacher in college, and I will not name him here because I, I think he's more left. But he brought up how languages have to do with how people perceive the world and perceive things. Now, listen. So in other languages, they normally give something either a feminine or a masculine ending to it, right? So when they do that, um, you have, anyways, I'm going to continue on. So when they do that, it's like, for example, if you have a bridge in a language and bridge ends with an A, which is a feminine. So you see those bridges are like beautiful and, you know, just gigantuan. And then you have you know, bridges that, you know, and, you know, that are more masculine meaning, like in German, 
And they are just these hard, not very good looking, but sturdy bridges, very manly. So going with that, you know, the, you know, the term um, economia is what it is for economy in like Spanish and, and all these things. And I thought about that, that that is why you have these, these people from all these countries and stuff like that. And that's why people have this idea of what a government should be. And they think that it should be nurturing, that it should be loving and take care of it. You know, they don't want to be all on their own. They want to be a little baby. That's why they think like this. It's because of language. And that was my point to that. But <clears throat> the Uniparty always wants to interfere in, in, in everything. It, it, it's what they do. They just want to interfere, interfere, interfere. But uh, this one here, check this one out. Oh, hang on. ISIS is our enemy. We have an area that I brought up with our generals four or five weeks ago where Taliban is here. ISIS is here and they're fighting each other. I said, why don't you let them fight? Why are we getting in the middle of it? I said, let them fight. They're both our enemies. Let them fight. Sir, we want to do it. They go in and they end up fighting both of them. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. See, and that's the type of common sense that we need to have back in the White House. Because we do not need to get involved in every foreign affair. We do not need to police the world. We do not need to do any of this. We just need to focus here at home, okay? All of this debt with these taxes that we already fucking pay, we could probably knock that out in like four years or so if we just shut down, you know, government spending and just started and, and, and kept the tax rates where they were. We would pay that down really quick, but instead, no, we just keep making this deficit even bigger and bigger, spending more and more money on bullshit programs like, even though the Supreme Court shut down, you know, student loan reimbursement, Biden decides to go around the courts and he does it some other way through some other law. And it's like, okay, just, they said, stop wasting our money. And he just kept wasting our money and away. These people do not give a fuck about the law. That proves it right there. Joe Biden is willing to break the law. If you are worried, again, about anybody that is that might not want to leave the White House is it might be Joe. Joe might be the one that doesn't want to leave the White House. Now, here's my thing. I think that they are so close to this treason charge because there's more and more there was more information that came out today from Comer that, that they found another payment from a Chinese company that came to Joe Biden, the brother, and then Joe, Joe, or to, you know, whatever the fuck, James Biden, James Biden, and then James sent it over to Joe. And it's all recorded, but the Democrats are sticking with their story. What, what evidence is there? What evidence is there? And it's just stupid. They think you're stupid. And there's a certain group of people that just, there's no evidence. Like, oh my God, you're retarded. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible for me to say, but people suck. Um, but, so, like I said, 
I just want something for people to stay out of anything. Okay? And that that's probably the most important thing. Let's try to stay out of conflicts, not create them and join more wars. We shouldn't be asking ourselves, how can we fund two wars and still spend all this bullshit here at home? I mean, whoever is running Joe Biden's like economic policy should should lose whatever fucking doctor I hope he has. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's Hunter, since Hunter's the smartest guy I know, is what Joe said about him. And Joe, you know, and here's a guy who videotapes himself every single time he's doing crack off of, you know, a stripper's butt. Don't believe me, I won't, I won't play that video on here, but you can go find it yourselves. That's not a made-up video. Again, but that's what the they want you to believe. The story isn't always right. And I just bring this up because some people like to bring up the 9-11 conspiracies. They love their 9-11 conspiracies. And a lot of people said, you know, that, that it looked like a contained explosion uh, or a, uh, a controlled demolition, stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty interesting when I saw this clip that uh, it is Donald Trump from from 9-11 and uh this is pretty crazy let's see if we can get this on here listen to this i said how could a plane even a plane even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been how could it possibly go through this deal i happen to think that they had not only a plane but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously because i just can't imagine anything being able to go through that wall. Most buildings are built with the steelers on the inside around the elevator shaft. This one was built from the outside, which is the strongest structure you can have. And it was almost just like a, uh, like a can of soup. You know, Donald, we were looking at pictures all morning long of that plane coming into uh, building number two. And when you see that uh, approach the, the far side, and then all of a sudden, within a matter of a millisecond, the explosion pops out the other side. Right. I just think that it was a plane with more than just fuel. I think, obviously, they were very big planes. They were going very rapidly because I was also watching where the plane seemed to be not only going fast, it seemed to be coming down into the building. So it was getting the speed from going downhill, so to speak. Uh, it just seemed to me that to do that kind of destruction is even more than a big plane because you're talking about taking out steel, the heaviest caliber steel that was used on a building. I mean, these buildings were rock solid. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing thing. It's, this country is different today, and, and it's going to be different than it ever was for many years to come. I said, how could a plane... So, I mean, he said it right there, that the way it was built with that steel, it should have never went down. So, do you think it was a controlled demolition, or do you think it was Osama bin Laden? Let me know in the comments. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. So, these are uh, some comments that Trump made on, uh, on Joe Biden here. Always, uh, always entertaining. But uh, this is, yeah, this is, remember Joe Biden said, um, hey, you know, I'm really looking forward to, he goes, oh, I would take some Trump out back. The you know, wood chap, shed, beat his ass. I take it behind the woodshed and beat his ass. Didn't say it quite like that. 
But he tried to say that he would do this on us. So Trump is out there right now. Listen to this. One. Remember when Biden? I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. I dream of that. You know what I do with him? Oh, I dream. Of I'd hit him right in that fake nose. That fake nose. They'd have plastic lying all over the floor. But I don't want to say that. So when he says it, they say, oh, he said, remember when he was doing that? I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. You know what you do with him? You just look at him and you go like this. But so he can say that and they say, oh, did you hear him? If I said it, they'd say I was violent. <laughs> and it's true. You look at half of this shit. You know, like, I mean, look at, uh, at all the evidence that they have on Joe Biden and, and his son with all the bribery and all the money that they took from all of our adversaries, you know, to influence foreign policy. If their name was Trump, they wouldn't be having any type of hearing. They wouldn't be having any type of this. They would be in jail by now and they would be arrested and they would be guilty until proven innocent. That's how these people are. But it's a double standard. Conservatives are treated like second-class citizens. I mean, it, it really is. So you had uh, Trump's co-defendant uh, plead guilty, Jenna Ellis. And it, it's been an interesting run here because people are trying to figure out what side Jenna Ellis is on. She... Laura Loomer did a piece on her where absolutely pieced her up and i'm not sure if it was like just because two girls didn't like each other because they're in the same you know conservative space or what it was but jenna apparently a long time ago um she was against trump and it looks like she's against trump again through some of her tweets and i just don't understand that if you're a conservative who has is, doesn't believe in the movement get the fuck out of the way because there's millions of, of us that do. But, I mean, she is being indicted. Or, you know, she was indicted and whatnot with everybody else. But she took a plea deal. And now we don't know what the fuck she's going to say on the stand. And it's not that we're necessarily worried about it. Because we're going to take back the White House regardless. Because all of this is a sham. It's, I mean, it, it's all bullshit. I can't think of a single good thing Joe Biden's done while he's been in office. People like to say, oh, yeah, well, you know, he lowered insulin costs. Actually, no asshole. Trump did that, and then Biden appealed it, and then did it again. And he goes, oh, yeah. And all Democrats present, like, short-sightedness. Oh, thanks, Joe. No, Trump did that, and Joe Biden appealed it when he got back into the White House. But this is uh, Trump's uh, co-defendant here. Oh, I got it right here. Now implicated Trump in this criminal conspiracy. If he is called upon to testify uh, in this Georgia case, is he willing to implicate Trump on a witness stand, uh, which seems to be required so this in this Meadow. plea deal that he just struck? So, Abby, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Second of all, I am going to respectfully disagree with you on one thing. I don't think he implicated anyone but himself. And I just want to point out 
two important facts that I think will get exactly to your question. Not only did he avoid jail time, but this is the most important. He did not plead guilty to the RICO charge. Mr. Chesborough pled guilty, and I printed it out to make sure I had the exact words, conspiracy to commit filing of false documents. The RICO charge was dismissed. And listen, Mr. Chesborough accepted responsibility for count 15 of the indictment, and he agreed that if he were called by the state, he would come testify truthfully. And he is a man of his word, and he will do that. Whether his testimony is going to be helpful to the state, that's going to be for the state to decide. I personally do not see his testimony being helpful for the state, but if the state wants to call him, he absolutely will come and tell the truth. And if they think that's helpful for them, and they think they could convince a jury that his testimony is helpful for them, then so be it. So who in... in so, I mean, but that's the whole thing. So it was Chesbro, who was one of the attorneys. But think about this. You decide to represent somebody, and it sounds like it's in Russia, but no, it's in the United States. You represent somebody who stands with the other side, and they try to disbar you, try to take... They're trying to disbar John Eastman, and that whole trial has just been a joke, but it's in a liberal place. So all these people just... They're stupid people in large groups. And to be honest with you, they really are a minority. They're just the loudest. And for some reason, they, they kick, they scream, they get their way, and they keep getting their way. And I had a, a professor at college, and he said it so well, that, that uh, government handouts, right, they're like a drug. Because when you try to take them away, people will act like they are owed that shit. And it's like, no, get your fucking ass to work, you know. And granted, there's exceptions. But people act like like the drug addict because you took something away from them that they feel like they're owed now. And people act, and they react in the exact same way as if somebody was, you know, looking for drugs. But, uh... I'm going to leave you with this one. No, actually, I, I will let you go right now. So keep the faith. God bless. And uh, get out there and talk shit to a liberal today. That's my time. Thanks so much.